My favorite Ellen moment from the Ellen show was when she brought in Hillary Clinton uh, right before the 2016 election. And she got <laughs> she got Hillary Clinton to dab for the masses. You know what I'm saying? Um, dabbing to get the, the young vote. And I'll never forget just being able to to see Hillary Clinton dab. I think she was also trying to have her do the um the nene. Uh again get trying to get that youth, you know, that youth vote. Um <laughs> and then we got memes from it. Uh I think that's my I think that's probably my favorite Ellen DeGeneres uh moment in her show. Uh, do we think what do do what, what do we think Joe Biden is gonna do to pander to us? I mean, he us like I mean I I don't know I think I'm still part of the young vote. Um, you know, Joe has said some really interesting things that I'm not gonna repeat because I have common sense. Um, what do you think he's gonna do for us? I'm trying to think of, I mean, COVID has really made it so that I actually don't know what trend, uh, what trend, I forgot all the trends that were going on, uh, since March. The only thing I can think of, like, right now is, like, if he tweeted about, uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's new song, uh, and I don't know, if he said, everyone, please listen to WAP. Please, everyone, uh, listen to the song. This is the best song I've ever heard. I love WAP. <laughs> I need Joe Biden to tweet, I love WAP. WAP is the best song of 2020. I think if he tweeted that, perhaps. <laughs> it's a good song. I'm not, it's really good. It's a good song. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do that, but that, that would be funny. Uh, welcome to Trash Content where everything is, again, trash. And basically what I talk about will be irrelevant in a matter of days, trust me. Um, I really just have one giant topic for today. It's kind of like what people at least have been talking about for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we'll go into our trash content of the week, which is not going to be fun for me. Sometimes there are... Looking for trash content is sometimes fun, but other times it really sucks the soul out of you because you're you're either cringing super intensely or you just realize how horrible of a person this content creator is when you're viewing their stuff. It's like you realize that, I don't know, you realize how much of of trash really resides out there in the internet. But, um, shout outs. Um, this is a shout out to the, um, the cast of Pose. If you haven't seen Pose, it's a really good show. Um, I think it's set in the 80s. And it's mostly revolves around, uh, ballroom, culture uh in the 80s and it centers itself around the lives of uh black and brown uh queer trans people uh during that era so uh, during that time not era so i mean it was pretty i mean it's a pretty good show i really like it um it's very uh i mean it, it has some sad moments in it but i really like the wholesomeness that it brings um, and it's just a really good show. 
they uh they they're starting to record season three i think I'm not sure because of COVID, but I wanted to give the cast a shout out because um, they got some Emmy nominations, which is really good. However, they um, it's interesting because this show centers itself around trans women and none, none of the um, women of the show uh especially MJ Rodriguez who's the lead none of them got nominated for an Emmy however they gave an Emmy nomination to Billy Porter who plays a uh uh gay man i mean he doesn't play a gay man he's gay uh but they gave him an Emmy nom and he's not, I wouldn't say he's really the lead. It's very interesting uh, that they decide to give an Emmy nomination to one of the cisgender actors right now that are, that are part of the show. When this show is entirely surrounded, it's complete, most of it is trans women, uh, trans people. So, I don't know. I'm giving them a shout-out. I mean, this in itself is already, like, this is a shout-out to MJ Rodriguez in, um, because, I mean, she does such a great job um, playing Blanca. I really love the representation that she brings. And um, I, I, I like it. It's, it's really good. Um, and it's a shout out to, to the rest of the, uh, of the cast who are trans and who really should have been nominated for, for their outstanding performances, but they weren't. Um, and I think it just goes back to the fact that they are black and trans. <laughs> so I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering what's going to. I don't know. I wonder if this is going to be more of a conversation later when the when the Emmys are actually. I don't even know if they're going to air any. I don't really know what's going on in the world, but um, shout out to them, and still shout out to to Billy Porter. Like, great that you got a nomination. It's just kind of weird that the rest of your cast, who did a who really did a lot of like heavy lifting. In, some, in, in a lot of these episodes, how are they kind of left out of these nominations? I don't really get that. Um, anyways, today's topic is Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> um, there's multiple reasons why I have one topic this week, and one, well, two. One, the main reason is that I had two other topics to go along with Ellen DeGeneres, but um, I just wasn't feeling them. Uh, sometimes I write topics and, like, if I'm not really invested in them, I'm not really going to talk about them, I don't think. Uh, and then second, uh, I was interested in Ellen DeGeneres because I wasn't really fully aware of the reason why um, conversation right now is revolving around uh, basically deciding as to whether her show should be canceled, uh, completely done, or if they should just get a new host for her show, which I don't know how that one makes sense because it's literally called The Ellen Show. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where the conversation has been, and this all started... Uh, in the past, well, yeah, these past months with what, you know, people have been talking about, um, Ellen DeGeneres, basically. Um, you know, what I got from it, I didn't know what was going on with any of this. So a lot of this is summarized, but 
basically what has come out is that um, people who or the workplace um, that surrounds the Ellen DeGeneres show, um, you know, it's very toxic. There's a toxic uh, work culture. Um, there's discrimination. And there's also been allegations of sexual harassment. Uh, there had been rumors way before this kind of blew up. I think this blew up maybe around July. But there have been rumors for some time that uh, Ellen was not really a nice person. And this kind of started being openly discussed more after the Dakota Johnson interview, which I don't know if some of you have seen, but Dakota Johnson comes uh, and has this interview with Ellen. And Ellen starts by wishing her a happy belated birthday. And Ellen says how she didn't get an invitation to the actress's 30th birthday party. And Dakota replies by saying that, you know, that's not true. Ask your producer. And then Ellen proceeds to say, well, Ellen proceeds to turn to her producer and asks, you know, what did I have that day? Oh, yeah, I had that thing. Uh, It would have been too long for her to go uh, to Malibu, which was where Dakota, Dakota's birthday party was. Um, no one actually knows, I guess, where Ellen was, you know, that specific day, but there are actual, there's pics of Ellen and George W. Bush at a Dallas Cowboy game in Texas the next day. So the day after Dakota Johnson's birthday party. Uh, so this is where kind of like we're, I guess people are starting to, I mean, the, the rumors were already there, but people were starting to talk about, you know, Ellen not being honest about this whole thing with Dakota Johnson, but also why is Ellen hanging, Ellen hanging out with, uh, Uh, George W. Bush, right? Someone who I want to say is anti-LGBTQ. Someone who would be considered to be a war criminal. Uh, Someone who really, I'm quoting Kanye, Kanye here, but doesn't care about black people. But anyways, yeah, she was, um hang out with him. And let's be fair, there's like, you know, just, I I, I don't know. I guess just because you hang out with someone doesn't mean blah, blah, blah. Very true. It's very true. It's, but it's just weird, okay? It's just weird. Why are you hanging out with George W. Bush? That's all. But anyways, uh, the rumors kept piling up. And finally in July, two reports came out. And they basically just revolved around, like, the toxic work environment and how producers were sexually harassing their junior staffers. Um, Among the allegations, uh, one former Black employee said they suffered from experiencing microaggressions and disrespectful comments. Uh, Other employees said they were fired for uh, taking sick leave and attending family (laughs) funerals. during this whole time, um, Ellen Ellen did come, like, I think she released a form of apology letter, which I'm not going to really read, because uh, I'm tired of reading dumbass apologies. Um, but she, and I think she commented on this, on these allegations, at least before, before it came out that there was sexual harassment at play too. Uh, But she kind of just said that she wasn't really fully accountable to some of these problems. And her reasoning being that, you know, she's like at the top 
<laughs> so I guess if you're like very at the top, you're very far removed of, I guess, what's going on or how or what your subordinates are doing, how they're handling business. That's her reasoning. Uh, some celebrities came in support of her, uh, such as Katy Perry and Ashton Kutcher. And I know Kevin Hart as well. Uh, and I have, I have what Katy Perry said, which was, um, I know I can't speak for anyone else's experience besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I have only ever had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen. And on the at El the Ellen show, I think we all have witnessed a light and continual fight for equality that she has brought to the world through her platform for deca decades. Sending you a love, sending you love and a hug, friend. So that was Katy Perry's comment. Um, Ashton Kutcher says, I haven't spoken with at the Ellen show and, and can only speak from my own experience. Uh, she and her team have only treated me and my team with respect and kindness. She never pandered to celebrity, which I always saw as a refreshing honesty. When things aren't right, she handles it and fixes. Okay. Uh, so that was them. I don't have Kevin Hart's um, thing pulled up. Uh, so, I mean, they came out in support of her. Portia uh, de Rossi, which is her wife, um, I, she, like, posted something on Instagram and it just, you know, it was just kind of like, <clears throat> she started this thing called, um, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Hashtag I stand with Ellen DeGeneres. Hashtag I stand by Ellen. Hashtag I stand by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's just a, a picture. It says I stand by Ellen. It's, it's on Instagram. And her caption reads, to all our fans, we see you. Thank you for your support. Um, so, so then, yeah. So we have people that are kind of like in support of Ellen DeGeneres, but, but, it, and some who are, who aren't, um, the only two people that I heard that weren't, um, that didn't, or, or I'm not going to say the only celebrities so far that I heard, and I could be missing information because, you know, I don't really research entirely. This is probably the most research I've done in the podcast history so far, um, but the only two celebrities who've mentioned that Ellen DeGeneres wasn't good, <laughs> it's, it's act she's actually not, you know, nice, uh, were Brad Garrett, who um, who claimed that mistreatment by Ellen is very com is common knowledge, and uh, Leah Thomps Thompson, who also agreed with Brad Garrett's statement. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's really the Ellen situation. Uh, I don't actually, so I, I don't uh, want to say I'm a fan of Ellen because when I say I'm a fan of something, it means that I consume a lot of this thing or a lot of this person's, uh, art or content or whatever i've always thought that she was a nice person uh and she, and again it's because for the most part that's kind of that's the persona that she built uh for the sake of have you know for the sake of her show um she is she basically was able to transcend her gayness because I'm pretty sure that middle America, middle class women 
I'm pretty sure middle or not middle class, but I'm positive that there are uh, women all over the uh, political spectrum, uh, house moms or I don't know. I don't really know what time the Ellen show comes on. So I, I have no idea if you like, I don't know. But anyways, like what I'm saying is that uh, I'm sure that she was uh, well-liked among among the political spectrum. Uh, and I'm sure that there's conservatives who watch her show and like her. Again, because she was able to transcend gayness. She could, I don't even know how she could do that, but I want to say that part of the reason why it's so easy for her to do that is because she's a white woman. So I, I want to say that's how. I'm not trying to say that she didn't work hard to get where she's at because I know that originally when she came out, uh, I think she lost her job and uh, it was a while until she got to where she is today. So there is this idea that she made it uh, more, she made it easier, I guess, for this form of gay woman to be seen in the media. And I could give her that. Like, there is somewhat of a representation there for a certain type of gay woman. Um, and to get to the point where she was being seen by so many people, um, you know, she's able to sit, sit next with, uh, sit, sit with, um, George W. Bush. Um, that's what I mean when I'm saying that she got to transcend that part of her identity because people would just look at Ellen and they wouldn't always think, oh yeah, she, Ellen, the gay woman, you know, they're just like, oh, Ellen, you know, I don't know how to explain that's, I feel like this is my opinion and it's not really fully formed, but I feel like she could do that because of the privilege. It's just, she's, uh, she's really, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain, but it's all about the proximity to, there's this idea of the proximity to whiteness and the proximity to, um, uh, to the white male. And so she was able to do that. That's what I'm trying to say. She was able to bring some form of representation that wasn't there. And I think for the most part, a lot of us who are, uh, gay, um, would, would be appreciative of the strides that she took to provide a representation for some of us. I think that was the whole point with, uh, right before this blew up, but that was the whole point that people were talking about when, um, you know, this whole thing of whenever Kevin Hart came out with those comments, uh, or whenever people were talking about Kevin's, Kevin Hart's comments, uh, his homophobic comments that he had made in the past about, um, you know, if one of his sons came out to be gay or whatnot. Um, he was trying to explain that he didn't really uh, believe that anymore, but he never, uh, he didn't really actually apologize for, for those things. And Ellen DeGeneres gave him the platform, the space for him to try to explain himself. And she, she really had his back. And a lot of the LGBT community, especially LGBT, the, the black LGBT community, were not happy with that because, uh, in a way, Ellen was saying that she was accepting his apology, which I don't think it was, on the behalf of the LGBT community. And the 
thing is, is that white LGBTQ people and their experience are way different than uh, the black black LGBTQ people and brown LGBTQ people. So that discourse was already happening. Um, that it was kind of weird that she was, in a way, taking Kevin Hart's side. Uh, and this goes back to my point of, you know, the proximity in a society that is, that all structures surround or are built on white supremacy. Sometimes those who are oppressed will use the tools of white supremacy, maybe consciously or subconsciously, to uh, to succeed in their career. Uh, I was not planning to talk about, like, I wasn't planning to be serious in this episode, but I realized that I'm just throwing a lot of words and I'm giving a lot of opinions uh, about Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, and I don't really, I don't really know her. I can only see her words and I can only see her actions. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of sad that this is what we're learning. And I, I, she's using the idea that she was very removed from it because she basically doesn't really run it anymore. It's like I'm I'm in charge, but not really. Um, but I don't know. I I really don't know. This is very weird. That again, I it's just like readings, um, or just reports of like people working in that environment. It just didn't seem like. It was a safe environment, and I just, I don't know how long it went went on for, but, uh, I mean, there are, like, there are comments that she wasn't nice, so it's not just, like, but there, there are, and, and her whole brand is that she's kind and a nice person, so, I don't know, that, take, take, take what you want from what, from what I said, uh, but uh, that's what's going on with Ellen DeGeneres so far. As to, like, her show, I mean, there's been rumors that she said she wants to stop doing it. Um, uh, and it's possible she'll, I don't know, it's possible she'll, she'll stop doing it. It's possible she'll keep going. Uh, it's possible that someone, there'll be another show and it'll be someone else. Um, but all this to say that, um, I don't really know what what the moral of the story is, um, other than like, uh, yeah, other than like, it just kind of sucks that, you know, it was kind of a, a form of representation that the LGBT community could claim. I'm not saying that it was like the perfect representation or anything like that, um, but you know it's, it's it's a little sad, especially if you're someone that really looked up to her. Um, I mean, I again, I didn't really, um, but I I kind of understand why some people might be a little. Uh, I don't know if it's sad, but but it's also upsetting to know that. Th- that she's not who she was putting herself out to be. Um, but yeah, that's really the the Ellen DeGeneres scoop that I have for today. I threw in I threw in some big words, and I'm I'm thinking right now if I should have said them or not. But it's whatever. Uh, this <laughs> this episode is gonna be interesting. Um, so up next, we're gonna have our trash content. And please bear with me because I'm sure that once you get to hear 
uh, some of the stuff that I had to hear. Once you witness some of the shit I had to witness, uh, you'll understand why this one was a painful one to do. This one was painful for me to do. Because there's people like this who exist, okay? <laughs> there's people who, like, have these beliefs. And it's a little bit scary. Like, for me. Uh, anyways. See you in a few. Alright, we made it to trash content of the week. Um, trash content of the week is brought to you by misogyny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... This person uh, that we're going to talk about today for trash content, his name is um, Russell Hartley. Uh, the only reason I found out about him was because I was very much, you know, enjoying my day. I think this might have been a couple weeks ago. And uh, usually when I want to have like a good laugh, I go to TikTok. Um, I also go to Twitter. So when I was on Twitter, I found out that, uh, well, when I was on Twitter, this video of Russell Hartley was, uh, being spread around and all the people that I follow were basically saying, uh, how much of a misogynist this person is. I never really like... I didn't really want to watch the video, um, but then I got curious. Uh, then I find find out that Russell Hartley, I guess in a way, I, I don't I don't know if he's a TikToker, but um, I mean he makes a lot of TikToks, and they kind of revolve around him giving advice to other guys about how to pick up girls, <laughs> which you know, I think that's. A noble cause, right? I'm assuming. Uh, you know how to pick up women. I, I wonder if he has like haven't really checked his stuff, but I'm wondering if he has um like stuff during COVID. Like the same things work during COVID or um. I don't know, does COVID mess up the results of these, you know, trying out these techniques? Uh, that could be, I don't know, that could be the next TikTok that he could try to explain. But anyways, here's, I'm just going to play to you the TikTok that was um, <clears throat> being circulated around uh, Twitter. Yeah, prove it. Let me see if I can start it. Here Three clubs, rule number five always have a reason to bring her home. And once you guys are at the point of making out of the club and things are really getting hot and heavy, I always have a reason. Like for me, it's like, hey, I got a dog at home. His name's Max, he's super cute. You should meet him. They always wanna meet him. Or I'll say, oh, I have Mario Kart. Every girl, for some reason, every girl under the age of 25 is like, oh, I'll kick your ass in Mario Kart. Oh yeah, prove it. <laughs> We've never once played Mario Kart, not once. And sometimes I would be like unsure, like, oh, I don't know or whatever and you go, Oh, yeah, no, I have to work in the morning anyways. You can't stay or anything. You're just going to meet Max and you got to get going. Or we're going to play one round of Mario Kart, then you got to get going. Remember, I've never played Mario Kart with a girl, not once. <laughs> so always have a plan. Remember, a confident man has a plan. A cocky man doesn't think he needs one. Almost forgot to do the threads. Uh, theory suit, hyper tailored, as you can see. I'm going to stop it there. He's just talking about his suit. Uh, <laughs> if you lost some little like if you lost some brain cells or you know if you, if you feel like part of your uh soul left your body that's essentially because you just heard this man talking uh, he looks like I'm trying to see how i can describe him he Every single TikTok that he does, he just kind of like uses his phone and he uh, walks into the bathroom and he points his camera to the 
bathroom mirror and, and then he's talking to the person sharing like a story time or advice this one that i just played for you he uh uh he basically this is like a part five or something um on how to pick up women uh, i think at the club or something like that um but anyways he's always wearing a suit in all the videos I've seen. So, and he's like, he's just like your typical <laughs> uh, waspy looking, tall, gangly, white man. It, there's like, it's like the most average looking face you could find. I, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, but he has the physique and the attire of Slenderman, honestly. But, and, you know, I haven't really thought about it this through, but. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about him actually being Slenderman incarnate, but uh, I don't really know too much of Slenderman lore to, you know, confirm that. But anyways, this man, Russell Hartley, you just heard his video. <clears throat> a lot of his videos are like that. Uh, that one is just about like, oh. Okay, so if I met someone at the club. I'm trying to really think this through. Of his like steps. It's like, oh, try to find a way to get this person to come back home with you. Um, so you kind of say, oh, like, I have a dog that I have to take care of or whatever. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just seems, I mean, all the things he's saying obviously sound trappy. He's, tr he's trying to play the nice guy so that he could trap uh, this person or, the, you know, this woman to go basically date him. Or, I mean, really, he's not trying to date uh, anyone. But I'm thinking, like, if someone, if you met someone and you found him attractive and you're talking to them, wherever it may be, in this case, it's the club, and the person, for the most part, like, you're vibing with them, and they offer to have you come to their plays, then... You know, if you like them enough, you're automatically going to say yes, unless there's like, unless you want to take it a little bit slow and be cautious, which as women, we should be because, you know, men. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of weird and creepy because the way he talks about it, it's like, here's a reason <clears throat> just in case you hear like, if, just in case you hear no, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 like, I have a dog that I have to come, like, it's not a big deal, it's like, you know, like, a way to coerce someone into coming to your house. I don't know, it's really weird. Uh, and then he always mentions, like, Mario Kart, playing Mario Kart. Um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I like Mario Kart. I know for a fact that I suck at it though. I <laughs> I know for a fact that I suck at it and I haven't met enough I haven't met enough girls, uh women that that um that play Mario Kart. I also have like a very small circle of friends, but I mean the, like I don't the people that I the people that I know that play Mario Kart uh usually don't i haven't met someone who's like yeah i'm really fucking good um so i mean that wouldn't work on me because i would just be like nah i fucking suck at mario kart so uh how about we play something else <laughs> um yeah and obviously he's saying like they never actually play mario kart because the whole point is that he's trying to play the nice guy like I have a dog, you come see him, and we'll play video games, and that's it. But in his mind, he's really trying to figure out ways to 
get the girl to a point in which he can have sex with her. Which is strange because, like, that's what he's going into. But, like, the other person it might not even be on that mentality. So, I'm kind of wondering, like, what... The way he talks about it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, most women sleep with him, I guess. The way he talks about it, I don't know if that's true. I'm wondering, like, for women that said no, how that, I don't know, how that was. Like, uh, it's just weird. I went and checked his, um, I mean, his his latest TikTok is, um, like, him talking to this girl, he turns to this woman and um, he asks her, why do girls not like weak dudes? And then she replies, "Uh, I don't want to date a weak dude. And that's it. He's like, there you have it. If I was paying for this man's advice or if my whole purpose in life and my whole... My whole, like, game was held by a thread by this man's advice. This doesn't do anything. What do you mean that's it? Like, you know, honestly, if I if I was a guy and I was like, I was like, yeah, why do girls not like weak dudes? I really want to know. Okay, let me get the perspective of another woman or well of a woman and see what she has to say and then she just turns and says which I think he obviously coached her to say this because it sounds very scripted but for her to just say I just don't want to date a weak dude it doesn't give the explanation why don't you that's like that's the question why don't you We don't know. <laughs> we literally have, we don't have the answer. Uh, but his TikTok, so his TikTok links to his Instagram account. He also has a YouTube page, um, which I didn't look at. But his Instagram is actually private. <laughs> uh, it just says confidence is key. Uh, and he's in a life. But, yeah, his TikTok is private, which is very interesting. Um, I'm wondering if he... I mean, I'm wondering uh, who is he letting in to follow him? Is it, like, his audience, which are supposed to be these men who are trying to look for advice on how to pick up women? Or is he, like, hoping that some women, some hot women or would follow him and he would filter. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird that it's private and he's trying to be like a personality, at least a TikTok personality, and it's just a private page. Um, but he links to this. <laughs> he links to, uh, I guess, his website. Um, it says, how to text a girl and not get ghosted. Uh, so it says, unlock the free video, uh, supercharge your texting, discover the number one thing that dramatically improves your texting game with women. So if you want to sign up, <laughs> if you want to sign up, just like <clears throat> have your name, your email, uh, and click, yes, I want to improve my texting skills. Here's um, expert coach shows you how to never get flaked on again. All right. Are you ready for this? The cheat codes to texting. All right. That's insane. I mean, there's... Uh, become irresistible over the phone. Easy first date. How to get her back if she ghosts you. Text tutorials to increase response rates. Get her, get her to happily give you her number. <laughs> I hope this is not like, I hope this is not ways to harass women. (laughs) 
a word of warning, you will be seeing real texting examples. I want you to know up front that there are a few things that we won't tolerate. One, using these strategies to manipulate women. They're that powerful. I mean, your whole... (laughs) His whole thing is that he's trying to manipulate women into sleeping with him. That's like his whole base. That's why he's doing... That's why he's doing the TikToks. He's like telling the men, like, here's how you can manipulate women to sleep with you. But according to him, don't use these strategies to manipulate women. That's They're super powerful, of course, so they can do that. But don't do that because that's bad. But even though my platform revolves around manipulating women into sleeping with me. Telling women about these hacks... Don't tell women. Oh, okay. So he doesn't want women to know about these hacks. They won't work anymore if everyone knows about them. <laughs> uh, but I guess, is he talking about specifically these texting hacks? Because he does TikTok videos giving advice on <laughs> and reacting to other men's text combos and giving advice on that. So I'm pretty sure women have seen some of these already. So does that mean they don't work anymore? I don't know. And three, uh, they uh, he doesn't tolerate using any nudes you receive as blackmail. Such a such a male feminist. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna look at more of his um more of his TikTok content. And I did actually, I actually did dabble a little bit on in there, but it was just so, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous to me. Like everything just revolves around sleeping with women, how to manipulate women to do I guess, what he wants them to do. So, I mean, they're not funny, obviously, so. But the more I, (laughs) the more I look through more TikToks to bring to this episode, the more my, the more my brain was fried, basically. My my brain couldn't handle it anymore. It just kind of shut down. It was like, what are you doing? Why are you making me watch this? I mean, just watch it. Just that one I just played for you. So, ladies, if you... um, I'm wondering, could you resist if someone were to... um, you know, say that, hey, come to my place and let's play Mario Kart. I mean, is that irresistible? Is that really irresistible? Like, you can't help yourself. Like, you have to go play Mario Kart so you can uh, fucking show this guy how good you are at it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I think I, I heard that some of the women that he has on his TikToks are just paid actresses. So um, it, it always seems like he's these are women that he picked up and he has them be on the TikTok or something like that. But um, oh, some of these are like paid actresses that he just has kind of like like the the scripted thing about the uh, about whether about why women don't like weak, weak men. I'm pretty sure that. Must have been like someone he paid to say that. Uh, but I mean, that's it. I don't really have any more. Uh, that's Russell Hartley for you. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, this is the end of the of trash content this week. Uh, I'm gonna say. A few things. I mean, the first thing is like the usual. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter 
and on Instagram. Um, I'll be linking those social medias on the description. Uh, so make sure you look at that. And if you like this, um, please follow me on Spotify or subscribe on um, Apple Podcasts. Um, leave me a review if you want. Um, and um, share with friends. Uh, if you notice, I mean, I see that um, having about the same amount of people listen to the podcast, but I don't actually know if these are the same or they're just new people. Regardless, um, this episode is a little bit late and it's just, I'm trying to figure out my schedule. So I'm hoping that I'll still be uploading every, uh, Tuesday, uh, or Monday night, you should see a new episode. Um, that's my hope. Um, yeah. And (laughs) yeah, this one's an interesting episode, uh, for sure. Um, we'll see what next week brings us. So please stay safe. And, um, Hmm, I'm trying to think of a good encouragement. Um, hmm. This one's really hard because I think this week has been pretty bum, bummer, kind of. Uh, so I'm just going to say, uh, please stay safe and, um, <clears throat> you know, be nice to yourself. Um, you know, we're all going through this global pandemic together. And um, we're not going to feel productive all the time. And... And that's okay. You just take care of yourself and do what you need to do for yourself that day. All right. Uh, See y'all next week.